Hello, friends. It's Ann West, Executive Director of the Island Health and Wellness Foundation. And we are back with another episode of the Just for the Health of It podcast. The following is a conversation that I had with John Lindquist. John is the new Executive Director of Friends in Action. Our conversation is not intended to serve as any sort of medical or healthcare advice. It's just for educational purposes, and hopefully we'll have a little fun along the way. So first, welcome to the podcast, John. Please tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. Ah, that gets, I don't know how far back we want to go, but anyhow, I retired from the Army in 1966, where I was a, a pilot and also got sucked into the intelligence business a little bit, <laughs> then worked in it for another 30, couple of years uh, as a defense contractor, which very often retired officers do. Retired from that in 2019, had a house up here in Maine for a long time. I bought it probably 20 years ago. It started visiting Maine in 1949. Um, and I was just retired for a bit. And then, you know, you chop as much wood as you can and build as many projects as you can. And then you need something else to do. So here I am at Friends in Action. And now I've got plenty to do. I love that. I love to hear people's origin stories of how they end up here and how they end up in their position. So thank you. And thank you for your service too. I did not know that about your background before this. So that's, that's amazing. So speaking of doing, what does Friends in Action do? Well, first off, we were founded back in 2003, but anyhow, we were founded specifically to help uh, older Mainers uh, living on a fixed income, most of them, but in lower income, be able to thrive in their own home as they age. And that's uh, gotten us into two major areas of effort. One is transportation, and we provide individuals with rides and we provide the rides to anywhere they would like to go presuming we can find a volunteer to fulfill the ride um you know that's the way it is all of our services that are direct that go directly to a client are provided by uh the uh, by volunteers but anyhow and then we uh in that same area we deliver food boxes, we deliver prepared meals, we'll go shopping, we'll pick up prescriptions and almost anything. And as I think I said, uh, we'll take somebody almost anywhere as long as it's legal um, because socialization is just as important a part of aging as getting to doctor's appointments and that sort of stuff. So so that's one half. Then the other half is that we, uh, operate the senior center here in Ellsworth. It's in the General Moore building. And here we have uh, an exercise room, our offices, which are quite modest and uh, several classrooms and then have shared access to a big auditorium and a, a gymnasium. And we provide uh, exercise classes geared to uh, older people, but not all of them, you know, they're not all Anyhow, you get real exercise from many of the classes, but it's also focuses on the needs of older people. 
And then lots of other kinds of classes, art classes and writing classes and that sort of stuff. We also here in the center provide tax assistance, you know, a couple times uh, a year, provide <clears throat> Medicare advice, uh, mostly through the Eastern uh, uh, AAA area, Agency on Aging. Um, anyhow, uh, and then have clubs that come in and uh, we've got bridge clubs and Mahjong clubs and that sort of stuff. We have a cafeteria, so and we provide one hot meal, prepared hot meal, uh, a week, and we have a coffee hour. Again, th those are for socialization purposes, give people things to do and opportunities to interact with other human beings rather than just sitting at home. I love that, and as a volunteer driver for Friends in Action, um, <clears throat> I tend to focus on the transportation side of things because that's the piece that I'm in, directly involved yeah. with. Um, but it always amazes me, and it amazed me every conversation with Joe, your predecessor, how many other things you offer that really do enrich people's lives in so many different ways. So, John, what made you interested in working for this organization in particular? Well, uh, first off, because all the people we serve are my peers. <laughs> you know, I, yes. Yes, you know, and that really makes a, a big difference. I'm very fortunate, you know. I'm uh, retired fairly well. I'm not a rich person, but retired fairly well, and, and you know, still physically capable of doing most of the things I want to do. I still go skiing every chance I get, that sort of stuff. So that's part of it, you know. That uh, I have the ability to do it. Um, it's people that I'm have an interest in because they are peers or. Um, we're in the same cohort and then they provide a really important service and it's nice to do something that at least I think is really important you know I mean, it's, uh, so that's uh, and the opportunity came available and I just you know put my hand up said you know take me coach and they did that is wonderful and I cannot understate or overstate how important the work that you do <clears throat> is and I've seen it firsthand I've seen that Lot, lives are changed by rides. And that's not always a ride to a medical facility, though sometimes it is. Um, but that's something as simple as being able to have access to hair appointments or um, a grocery trip so you can buy groceries and have nutritious food. It all makes a huge difference and it really does enrich lives. Um, so obviously the team at Friends in Action is not just you. Who else is employed by Friends in Action and what do they do there? We've got, we've got a very limited staff. We've got uh, two full-timers and uh, one part-timer. Uh, and one of those full-timers is me. And Joanne Parkinson is the other one. And she, one, has all the institutional knowledge. She's been here a while. I've been here like six months. So she... In some cases, I feel like she's running it. I'm working for her, not the, not the other way around. But anyhow, um, and she really focuses on coordinating the volunteers, getting people, taking re requests for rides and uh, finding a volunteer that'll do the ride. And she does an incredible job of it. You know, she can talk anybody into almost anything. <laughs> I'm going to second that. She's, she's amazing. <clears throat> She's really great. And then Rhonda Parker does uh, helps with the rides because what happens is the uh, phone 
seems to, particularly at the first part of the week, rings off the hook because everybody's wanting to get their rides, uh, ride requests in and so on. And, <clears throat> and it, <clears throat> excuse me, distracts from, you know, if you're trying to do anything else while the phone's doing all this ringing, it's really tough. <clears throat> Okay. Anyhow, um, so that's and then Rhonda does all the uh, QuickBooks stuff and you know the other administrative um, for the office, and she does that twenty five hours a week. So that's us, and then everything else, all the services to the volunteers are uh, done by excuse me, services to our clients are done by volunteers, which is great. And that's another thing I didn't mention before, but one of the reasons it makes it so great is that, you know, there's, like I said, 132 volunteers, and all of them are happy to be here. If you have 132 people working for you, which I have some experience with, and they're paid employees, you can guarantee that there's a certain percentage of them that are not happy to be here. And a certain percentage that, or that percentage demands a lot of your time. And that just doesn't happen here. <clears throat> and you can tell that when you're in the center, you can feel that positive energy and your team of three. And I just, I want to shout out John, Joanne and Rhonda. Um, you do a ton of work between the three of you um, because it's not, it's never just a ride is what Joe used to say. And so someone may call and say, I need a ride. But that may take six phone calls to find someone who's available for that day and time to take that person. And maybe the person also needs to stop at the grocery store on the way home or, or whatever. It, it takes a lot of, it's almost like a puzzle game, like a shell game. Um, some person may, may give the ride and someone else may have to be arranged to bring the person home, depending on how long the appointment is. So to think that you do all that with with three people, not even three people working full time. It's just amazing to me. But do um, remember, it's volunteers that actually do it. Yes. And the volunteers do the rides. But let me tell you, as a volunteer for Friends in Action, there has never been a ride that I have given yet where I end that ride and feel like I, I was the one just giving. I always get something back, whether it's learning about the person that I'm driving learning about a bigger community need. I mean, talk about time and space to just sit and talk with people while you're driving to and from these appointments. And they talk about their struggle to get some a service or a resource. And as community leaders, then we know where the needs are. And I, I just don't think there's any better feedback than that one-on-one -on -one conversation. So I always feel like I get more than I give when I do a ride. Now, you took the position over from Joe Cooper, and I've already mentioned her a couple of times. She was Friends in Action's founding director. Can you give us a little history on the organization? What I know of it, sure. Um, sure. It was founded in 2003. Um, and as I said earlier, you know, the mission was to provide services to older residents of uh, Hancock County and residents living with disabilities in Hancock County. And that's you know, what we've stuck to the whole time. It also is in our charter that we're uh, 
we provide those services for free, the, all the transportation and driving services. The, some of the things in the senior center actually cost a little bit of money, but not much. Um, started with the name Faith in Action. And as I understand it, that was part of a network that had uh, funding available to make it happen. For a long time, I think Joe ran it all by herself. Yeah. And uh, which, you know, is even more amazing. But anyhow, um, and, you know, we were, uh, I know that there were offices in the mill mall for a little while, and might maybe even two offices there. And then back, I think it was in about 17, thereabouts, moved into the Moore Center, the community center here. And uh, really, from what I understand, things were going great guns until uh, COVID happened. I mean, the senior center was completely packed with the same kinds of things we're doing now, but they also, in addition to the classes, we've got the sewing classes and a couple other different uh, things. And we're trying to get all those things back. Maybe not exactly the same things, but anyhow. Um, then COVID came and place completely shut down, except for the rides. We did continue providing rides during COVID but there was absolutely no activity in the building. As a matter of fact, uh, we re returned uh, the classroom back, classrooms back to the Y, who was our landlord here. It's a complicated arrangement, but they're our landlord here. So then in July of uh, 21, I think it was, you know, we started opening back up and uh, for the senior center and it, you know, it was a slow start. There were a lot of people still very nervous about being in a congregate setting. You know, we are dealing with all older people who also have more immune problems than and are more afraid of what might happen if they do get sick and so on. But now it's really going pretty good. We've got, uh, you know, as far as the meals go, we fill up the cafeteria every time to overflowing coffee hour we fill it up to overflowing we've got a we recently added exercise classes more exercise classes so we've got uh, exercises uh, five days a week two classes every day five days a week and some days more than that um, and like I said <clears throat> classes have started up again so uh, that's about you know what I know of the background of the organization um, that's great. And I think um, it is a very solid, well-respected organization throughout the county. Um, I'm overwhelmed by the model that you have set at Friends in Action, because I think um, sometimes as community resources, we do things like, okay, we want to have socialization for seniors. So we're going to start a coffee house or we're going to have meals. But you go one step further and you say, and we're going to make sure that you have the transportation to get there. Because in our area, transportation is such a huge barrier, whether it be to social events, to healthcare appointments, everything is a distance away. And as, as we age, driving is can cause more anxiety. It cannot be safe for some people to drive anymore. So being able to take that barrier away by also offering to arrange transportation um, just makes your services so much more available to people. 
um, than just having the service and hoping that people can find a way to get there. Now, what has been the focus of your work in the organization so far? You've now been here for a few months, um, maybe longer. I lose track of time. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, uh, I think it's what, five months, I think. I Four think so. Yeah, I, I was. Get, I, was yeah. I get confused as well. But anyhow, um, really the focus, the, the major goal has been to uh, try and uh, improve ev everybody in the county's awareness of our existence and what we do. Um, there is, seems to me, and I am the new guy on the block, but it seems that there's, uh, you know, a group of people who know a lot about Friends in Action and speak, uh, at least to me, very highly about it. You know, I've not heard anybody say that anything bad about it. But one of the things that I want to be careful of is, you know, not just uh, talking to the people we know, which is what tends to happen, you know, you, because you get mailing lists and you get email lists and that sort of stuff. And you get those by having interacted with people, but the rest of the world, and then you, you focus all of your communication, or if you're not careful, you focus all your communication on those people you know, and that makes it harder to grow. It makes harder to make up for uh, losses due to attrition, you know, volunteers, you know, age out of being able to volunteer and that sort of stuff. So we've been trying to position ourselves to, uh, you know, make the entire community more aware. For example, until I got, you know, I didn't have a clue about Friends in Action until I started talking about working here. And I've been here, you know, for a long, long time, not living full-time, but spending a lot of time uh, in the Ellsworth Mount Desert area. And uh, I had no clue, didn't know what they did, you know, until I started talking to them. So Absolutely. That's the main focus. No, I think that's great because I, we do all tend to work and live in our bubble. And if we don't expand past that bubble, then we don't even know what's out there. So hopefully things like this podcast, I still, um, need to solidify a date with you. This is totally on me and my summer busy schedule to come on down to Deer Isle Stonington and I'll take you around. I'll introduce you to some of the Friends in Action volunteers. Um, if you haven't met them yet, um, we can have some coffee at 44 North or tea if you're a tea drinker. Um, and we'll, we'll show you the community. <laughs> um, so that still needs to happen. And I definitely have that on my to-do list. Um, what is one thing that Friends in Action does that you wish more people knew about? Um, I guess it's the, the uh, transportation services generally. You know, people don't understand that it's, um, or aren't aware, one, that it's absolutely free and that there's, you know, you're not encouraging, incurring any obligation by availing yourself of it. But there's a lot of people that just you know aren't aware that, that they can get the service, and so you know I think the senior center is important, but it's a, being in the middle of town and people driving by it every day and that sort of stuff, and there are an awful lot of people who drive by it frequently, being near the Y and all that sort of stuff, uh, people are aware of that. But there seems to me, at any rate, there's an awful lot that are not aware of our transportation services and the breadth of them. 
that, you know, if you can't get a ride, <clears throat> we can do an errand. Yeah. And, and I'm going to add to that. I'm Go going to add to that piece. Um, as a friend and action volunteer, I want people to know that it's never too early to call them to book a ride. So if you leave your doctor's appointment and your doctor wants to see you again in six months and they set up that appointment, call friends in action immediately. If you know you need a ride, don't wait until the week before um, because you have a much better chance of getting matched with a volunteer the more time there is. And I'm saying that selfishly because six months from now, I can pretty much provide a ride anytime if I get it in my calendar. But a week before, I'm so much more limited in being able to say yes, because my schedule is always full. Um, so lead time is so important um, in order to make sure that the rides are successful. And the more time that Joanne has and Rhonda has to call people, the more chance that we're going to be able to say yes. And I want to do the rides as a volunteer. Um, so give me some lead time and hopefully I can say yes to those rides in the Deer Isle Stonington area. That's my plug as a volunteer. <laughs> okay. um, has anything surprised you about the organization so far? Um, well, yeah, one of the things was I was really surprised that we had as many volunteers as we do. I mean, and I talked to other organizations, you know, that are doing the same kinds of things. There's one down in Canterbury that I talked to regularly and down in Portland and so on. And they just have nowhere near the number of volunteers that we've got. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not sure what makes that possible, except that it is, you know, neighbors helping each other and that sort of stuff. And there's maybe more of a uh, feeling of neighborliness, if that's the way to describe it, uh, you know, in, in the county, because it is more rural, most of it anyhow, is more rural and so on. But that's been the biggest thing is how many of them there are and how willing they are to actually do stuff. You know, I mean, yes. it's very easy to say, well, I'll volunteer, but not today. You know, right. call me again. Right. Well, I'm telling you, I have never had a negative conversation with Joanne um, I've never talked to Rhonda on the phone, um, but Joanne has been the one to call me. And one thing that I just appreciate so much about her is that she never pressures you. She's always so happy. Well, I know I've never felt pressured by her. Maybe, maybe others have, I don't know, but she's amazing. Um, I think she is just the perfect person for that position. And I can't. Really, I just meant that she's putting the pressure on you without you knowing it. That's I know the, she's, what the she's trick magical. Is. I just love that. I love that woman so much. I think you have a gem there yeah. for sure. Now, how? speaking of reaching you, how do people reach you? How do they reach Joanne? They just call uh, 207, of course, 667, yeah. six, yes, 664. Six, six, Six six four six zero one six, and uh, we do not have a menu on the phone, so yes. you'd be connect connected to a person. Or sadly, if the phones are real busy, you may be connected to voicemail. But if you leave us a message, we do the very best we can to call you back. And uh, you always can email. Uh, people don't do it so much to info at friendsinactionellsworth.org. Okay. Uh, and that goes, the, the info address goes to everybody in the office so that you can make sure that somebody's going to see it. Um, but almost everybody just calls on the phone. 
Yeah. Great. Okay. I'm going to put all that information in the show notes, um, as well as a link to your Facebook. I mean, a link to your website so that people can, um, people can easily access you and reach out. And that's for two things, reaching out if you need services or want to hear more about something Friends in Action offers, or two, if you want to reach out and become a volunteer. Um, And there's volunteer positions for everything. It doesn't, doesn't just mean um, you become someone who gives rides. There's other opportunities for volunteers within the organization. And I'm sure that John or Rhonda or Joanne would, would love to talk to you about that. So two reasons to reach out. If you need services or want to hear more about services, or if you want to become a volunteer. See, I'm recruiting for you right now. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so John, I know you're busy. Um, you're new in your position, you're learning um, right alongside everyone else. So I'm, I'm going to let you go. However, I do want to end the podcast with our typical question. And the answer to this does not have to be work-related. Um, but what is bringing you joy right now? Well, I mean, aside from golf. <laughs> yes, we talked about golf and pickleball before we started That's recording. Right. Full disclosure. Seriously, it is working with all the great people that are here. I mean, it really is uh, quite an experience of working with so many people who are so happy to be around. Uh, uh, it's hard to be unhappy when you're around so many unha- so many happy people. I love that. I think that's the quote of our podcast. It's hard to be unhappy when you're around so many happy people. Well, John, thank you so much for talking with me today. Um, I hope that we can help get out the word about what Friends in Action offers and attract more people and volunteers to your programming. I will be in touch with you about coming to the island and doing a a visit and taking you around and showing you our amazing coffee, amazing views, and even more amazing people. So you have a great day and we will talk again soon. Okay. Thank you very much for having me on.